0: Hey everybody! What's up? Josh here with the NYC Godcast, where we offer a wacky wisdom weekly from God's Word. So today we're diving into discipleship with our August series. Uh, we're gonna tackle the testy topics of just what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Who gets to set this a criteria, and who gets to grade the assignment? So stay tuned. So it really (laughs) blows my mind that August is here. I know. Like it feels like summer was just a blink this year. Like I feel like it was just January and.
1: That's not summer. Um, guys, I just heard something very not okay. There's uh, from the time I read the post. I don't know when I read the post, but like there was only like 20 Mondays until Christmas. Mm. Oh my goodness. That's not okay. Like, what happens? Do we just explode? Seems
0: a bit dramatic. <laughs> I mean, there's only
2: 52 Mondays in a that's year. That's true. That's sure. true. So, but like still, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. here we are. There so, is
0: simple so. math here. Uh, so if you go to a local uh, store, department store right now, a local department, department store. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, if you go there right now, chances are you're going to find sales papers. You're going to find, you know, if you look online, if you look in sales papers, you're going to find retailers du- trying desperately to tell us one thing and remind us of one thing. Class is almost mm. in session. Tax free like, weekend just tax happened. Tax free weekend was oh, this past it. week in Ohio. Yeah. If you go to like Walmart right now, they got the yellow cardboard
1: mm. Mm. boxes
0: yeah. with yep. the school That's supply usually papers. Filled with, uh,
1: like, travel size things, but now it's filled with school supplies. Well, they
0: supplies. have the school
1: supply papers. Oh. And then behind uh. that,
0: they have the school supplies themselves. I see. Um, if you go on like Amazon right now, it's everywhere. Like school yep. supply, this, that, the other. So it's all over there trying to remind us that. So, question for the table, mm-hmm. just for funsies, uh, what's your guys' favorite subject in school? For some of you, it's been a very long time. Science For Kevin, it was just two months ago. Science yeah. was my favorite. Science. Mm-hmm.
1: Ooh. I like science. I didn't really like school. <laughs> <laughs> science was the easiest because it was just like the answers were in the book.
0: <laughs> no. That's, that's how I remember though, I remember. Though, No, it? no. Yeah.
1: Remember, answers not in so the what book. So just saying is
0: you learned a lot. <laughs> I
1: did. I
2: learned a lot.
0: Oh, math by far. Oh, mm. another bad answer. Where the W's do you
2: have any good answers?
0: History is my favorite. Um, I've always loved history. Uh, I,
2: I, I I struggled
0: with history. I and history. So now my... that one, the b- it really is always yeah, in the yeah, book. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, And I had a really wonderful uh, seventh grade Mr. Howard, a really wonderful seventh grade history teacher that really just like brought mm. history to life. And I don't know, I've always loved history, so it's definitely my favorite. So, while we, what is so this is a little bit different. But what is your favorite part of learning? So, like, if you don't Ooh. like a subject, mm-hmm. like, what is your favorite part of learning? Like, do you like being challenged? Like mm. the newest math problem? Oh, okay. Or do you like like obtaining more information, like history? I just love learning more about what actually took place. I like, like when what something
1: is... like just unlocks and it makes sense.
0: Yeah, like yeah. that yeah. moment yeah.
1: when you're just like, oh, I'm dumb. Yeah, that's what this yeah. is. You yeah, know yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. that's my Same. favorite.
2: Yeah, especially for math. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> you did go to school, right?
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. we, we kept her in the closet. For the first <laughs> Twelve years of her life. Uh eighteen, I suppose. Uh, anyways, so. <laughs> I was like in 12, grades. Like 12. Grade, There's
1: actually
0: yeah. 13 grades. Uh, so over the, over the years, learning has actually uh, looked a little different. So, for mm-hmm. example, in the days of the one-room schoolhouse, yeah. uh, which I'm very, very young, but I actually attended a one-room schoolhouse when I was in kindergarten. Yes. Uh, so there's the days of the one-room schoolhouse, you know, where the community, like they would have this one lady who would just take all the kids from mm-hmm. the neighborhood, mm-hmm. all ages, and they would all come to one room, and she would teach them all at the same time as best as she could. And so there was mm-hmm. those days. Uh, we remember in 2020 when uh school went virtual for everyone else for everyone yeah for everyone yeah. Else. uh <laughs> and so learning took place on the World Wide web over mm-hmm. webcams and google and zoom and so we remember those days mm-hmm. uh today typically when the world's not nuts, mm-hmm. uh you find you know society uh has made us into this system of public schools mm-hmm. homeschool and private schools yep. and so uh, that's kind of the system we know uh yet biblically uh, back in the Bible days, none of these ex- things existed. Mm-hmm. There was no such thing as as any of this. Uh, it's actually, I was a little blown away when I started to study it out, but it's actually kind of mind-blowing that the modern-day school system that we all know actually wasn't invented to like, the late 17, early 1800s. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. relatively new, if, yep. if you count that as relatively <laughs> new. <laughs> uh, like, it's um, a little n- l- newer than America. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Right. So yeah. it's really not that old. Yeah. Uh, and so the first couple thousand years of world history uh, and mankind, you would learn, like, the basic necessities of education, uh, you know, reading, writing, and arithmetic, whatever that is. The, the three uh, R's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, language arts and is And only one of them is an R. Uh, <laughs> Um, But you would learn the basics for your education at home with my dad. So that was just like how they did it for the first 2,000 years of ever. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you wanted to like really be a smart person and learn more than the three R's Mm -hmm. and how to actually spell, uh, then you would go to like this like trade training Mm -hmm. uh, on specifics. Okay. So herein lies our new series this month uh, because this is the definition of a Disciple. And I think this is what we lose track of a lot of times because the word disciple, it it is thrown around and tossed about so much in our modern culture. Mm -hmm. Like it's so flippantly used, but really biblically, like it had a very like black and white, very clear cut definition and understanding. So if like you called someone a disciple, like you knew dictionary definition, what that meant, what they Mm -hmm. were. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we're used to this word in the church world and we lose sight of the fact that disciples uh, actually have nothing to do with God. Did you realize that Mm -hmm. like being a disciple, we know being a disciple, like we see it as following Jesus and it is, but like in Jesus' day, there were disciples of lots of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, in fact, the very word disciple found in the Bible. So if you look up the word Bible and look it up in the uh, Koine Greek, it's going to tell you that the literal definition is a learner. That's what the word means. A disciple is a learner, Yep. meaning that you can be a disciple. You can be a learner of a lot of things. You could be a disciple, uh, of a baker. I would like to do Mm -hmm. that, Uh, or a mason, mason, and the work of masonry, Masonry. (laughs) stonework, or uh, leather, or you know whatever. I'm trying to think of things. Back in the pottery, you could be a (laughs) disciple of many things. Like it was just a learner of the trade is all literally the word meant. Did you have something?
2: Yeah. So at some point in history, the word apprenticeship.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Okay. Protégé. Yeah, protégé. Can you spell that? P R O T E G E. (laughs) 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 I the little if it right light. <laughs> so the word disciple means a learner. It's, it's, it's when you desire to know what the teacher knew, right? You mm-hmm. wanted to learn the tricks of the trade. You wanted to garner the experience to have the understanding of the person who knows it. That's mm-hmm. what a disciple was. So consider what that means in terms of Christianity. Jesus calls those who follow after him to become his disciple. Uh, to become his learner mm-hmm. like that's literally what Jesus was calling them to so John 8 31 says this Jesus talking if you continue in my word, then you're my disciples mm-hmm. right and so over and over we find Jesus saying things like this we find him saying things like if you love me, you will keep my commandments mm-hmm. there's this 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 learning aspect yep. we remember that uh Jesus would people people would literally travel all over oh, I'm gonna sneeze Whew. so sorry
1: no, you're not not anymore. He's not sorry or he's not going to sneeze. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm not Bulk. sorry
0: anymore. <laughs> she totally just like spoke my sneeze away. Like, I don't know what kind of <laughs> mystical sneezy powers you have over there. Uh, so, people would literally, so if you step back and you're reading the Gospels, people would literally travel from all over in giant masses for one reason to hear Jesus teach. Mm hmm. Even the Pharisees had to go on to admit that Jesus taught like no one they'd ever heard. Remember that scene? Mm -hmm. And they said that he has authority over the scriptures that we just can't comprehend. And so in Jesus' day, in the day of the Bible, you knew a disciple was a learner. You knew there was this this knowledge aspect proponent. There was this component. There was this education component. There was this learning component. If you were a disciple, you were a learner. Mm -hmm. So consider the irony of our modern-day Christianity. Because we've almost altogether lost and forgotten that to be a disciple is to be a learner. Yeah. In most churches, attendees are there for entertainment, for a feeling, or for an uplift. That's why people come to church. That's why they are a Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, for most people, being a Christian is more is nothing more than just an experience. Mm-hmm. It's a it's just something to uh, garner, right? Uh, and so, it, sadly. This is exactly the kind of thing that Jesus rebuked. Mm -hmm. So if you remember the story in John six, we find Jesus giving a lesson to the 5,000 he just fed lunch, right? Mm -hmm. So he gives them fishes and loaves, and then he's like, oh, while you're here eating, let me give you a lesson. And so what does he teach them? In so many words, Jesus tells them, you followed me not for my words, you followed me not to learn, but you followed me for the bread blessings. You wanna be my follower because of what I can do for you, because of the experience, and it's never gonna last. Jesus was rebuking them for not wanting to be a learner. Mm-hmm. And that's what we we miss a lot of times is Jesus turns away from these kinds of crowds, the very kinds of crowds in our churches today. Mm-hmm. There's a problem with Jesus, the teacher, when we don't want to be a learner or a student.
1: You know, the funny thing is I think that we over, like we, in. I know I've done this personally, like overcomplicate the word
0: yeah. disciple, yeah. because
1: it is one of those things where it's like, I am i can't be a disciple because that's that's a lot of stuff. Like right. it's, it's, honestly, it is a lot of stuff, quote unquote, but it's not... As long as you're learning and you're chasing after him, that's all it is. Yeah. yeah. Like you literally just chase after him. Yep. And that's all you have to do. And now there's like steps in that. But like as long as you're keeping your eyes on him and following him and learning from his
0: word. But do we see how, like, how, I don't use the word dumb or stupid. But do you see how mm. dumb or stupid it is yeah. to like go to like school? The people who don't like school, like say, mm. I'm just not going to go because I just, I just, yeah. I don't know everything. I don't have the dictionary memorized. Yeah. Like that's the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only difference is like now, like, Spoiler alert, the teacher's going to crawl up inside of you and teach. Like, you know what I mean? The Holy Spirit is going to enable I clarify. The Holy Spirit, CJ is very judgy. The Holy Spirit is going to do the learning for us. Yes. Like, not only will he teach us, but he yeah. will learn for us. Yep. And so there's really no pressure here to be a disciple.
1: It's very prideful to think that you
0: have to do it yourself. Yeah,
1: like even think that, like, I can't be a disciple because I can't do it. Well, right. no, you're not supposed to. You, you can't, right. Jesus <laughs> yeah. said. That's a good point. <laughs>
0: yeah. And so this is the irony. So Jesus was this great teacher, right? We remember many scenes where uh, the disciples, the women following him would call him teacher. Mm -hmm. Like they knew in that day why they were following him. It was to learn of him. Mm -hmm. The people who saw people following Jesus, they knew who those people were. Those were his learners. Those Mm -hmm. were his peoples. Those were his students. When they saw Jesus, they knew he was the rabbi. He was the teacher. That is why he was here. That is what he did. Yet ironically, how many churches today would never invite Jesus to speak? Yeah. yeah, because he was in fact a teacher mm-hmm. and they have no interest in learning. Yeah, They don't have any interest in learning what they don't already know. Don't already know, but even just anything like, I don't know. I was just thinking about so many churches that are around us in the world, not necessarily our area yeah. that there is no substance at all in their service. Every message mm-hmm. is nothing more like the big thing going around right now is so many churches are using uh church at the movies for their yeah. VBS. Like there's all this controversy mm-hmm. that like uh, Mario mm-hmm. and Barbie and Oppenheimer are like their Oppenheimer are <laughs> their theme for VBS this year. So like yeah. basically they're what? mimicking. Yeah, it's yeah. all over the place. Yeah, But my, the point is this. There's no true substance there. And they're not coming for substance. They're not coming to learn. They're coming for an experience. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus, Jesus offers substance, right? Jesus offers lessons, he wouldn't be welcomed at most churches. <laughs> so, do you think
1: the most, like, the reason why we're like that is because we like to fame the whole, like, ignorance is bliss thing? So, like, if you don't know about it, then you can't be in trouble for it, even though you know you can. Yeah. You're still going to get in trouble for it because you didn't learn it because you had the opportunity to learn right. it. Right. But, like, I feel like a lot of people are like, well, I can't learn this because I don't want to know it. Like, yeah. if I don't know it, then I can't be in trouble.
0: Yeah. I also think it's just a society thing. Like, I think we've just fallen for this form of godliness and no power thereof. Like, we've, mm. for, we've fallen for this religious doing thing yeah. that's not at all what Jesus was about. Yeah. But not only was a disciple a learner, in the days of Jesus, being a disciple was a lifestyle.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's
0: kind of what we're going to unpack this month. So if you grew up and you wanted to be a blacksmith, Jane wanted to be a blacksmith her whole life. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? My whole life. Because she likes science.
1: Mm-hmm. That doesn't work, but that's Iron okay.
0: Iron <laughs> uh, Sure it does. Sure. Uh,
1: there's, <laughs> what's going on. there's materials at so that. Jane could chemistry
0: Jane not... <laughs> Jane could not enroll in blacksmith classes. Mm -hmm. She couldn't enroll in blacksmith school, Mm -hmm. mainly because she couldn't spell it. But also because they didn't offer such a thing back (laughs) in the Bible days. Instead, what you had to do is you had to become a student of the blacksmith. Mm -hmm. And so the student went where the the blacksmith went. He ate what the blacksmith ate. He slept where the blacksmith slept. And he literally became a disciple of Mm -hmm. the blacksmith. Uh, And so a disciple of the blacksmith would literally live the lifestyle of the blacksmith. It wasn't something you could put on and take off. Mm -hmm. It was a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week commitment. No matter who you were around, no matter what the weather was like, no matter what the agenda for the day, if you were a blacksmith disciple, your life was intertwined, interconnected with the blacksmith way of life. Mm -hmm. It was a lifestyle. So with that in mind, consider the picture we find in the gospel. Plural. (laughs) (laughs) Consider what it meant when Jesus called the disciples to come and follow him. Mm -hmm. So we know the scene. We read of Jesus passing the boat. There's James and John. Mm -hmm. And and he calls them to follow them. Now, here they are in their lifestyle, Mm -hmm. nets in hand, fish in boat or beneath. Dad next to them, right? They're, They're literally there in their lifestyle. And Jesus says, come follow me. Come be my learner. Come be my disciple. What do they do? they leave their nets behind they leave their boats behind they leave their dad behind why so that they could follow jesus in his lifestyle yep. they understood that where they were once students of the sea they would now become students of the savior where they were where they once lived the lifestyle of a fisherman they would now live the lifestyle of faith and so where jesus went they would go where he ate they would eat where he slept they would sleep their lives would now and forevermore be connected to Christ because they took on his lifestyle. Now, again, consider if that's the definition of a disciple, consider the ramifications on our modern day Christianity. Mm. Hmm. How sad is it that today we find all around us in the church world, a form of religion instead of a discipled lifestyle. Mm -hmm. We live our lives for ourselves six days a week and sure, we may curse a little less. Maybe we partake less of certain things. Mm-hmm. We may you know, give this up. Yet for the most part, we live our lives for ourselves in mm-hmm. our own lifestyle. We're living
1: We're, our lives with the sprinkle of Jesus. Exactly.
0: We're asking Jesus to come back and visit us once we got the boat he called us from mm-hmm. while we still continue living with the nets and the boats. Mm-hmm. And we come to church on Sundays and we call ourselves Christians. Biblically, this is not what it means to be a disciple. That is not what defines discipleship. When Jesus saves us, it is with the understanding that we are willing to lay down our lives in order to follow him. Mm -hmm. You might remember a little verse that says, count the cost. What man going to build a tower, what king going to war does not first count the cost. Jesus says, before being my follower, count the cost, your life. Laid down. It's a lifestyle. And so he calls us to be his disciple with the prelude that we have to count the cost and we now desire his way of living over our own way of living. We desire his lifestyle over our lifestyle. Listen, Jesus isn't interested in people who like to tack on his name on top of their way of living. Mm -hmm. He's not calling people to wear a Jesus name tag, a Christian name tag, while enjoying their own lifestyle. Jesus. Is calling for men and he's calling for women who are willing to leave home, leaving all behind in order to become a learner of him. He's looking for people who will go where he went and eat what he ate and slept where he sleeps, slept. People who will have the very mind of Christ, people who will love like he loved and who will serve like he served. Being a disciple of Jesus is about living the lifestyle of Jesus. Mm -hmm. How does Engel come into you're doing such a bang, bang, jab on this. Um, <laughs> bang, bang. Or is it chicken? No, that's Kung Pao. Isn't there a bang, bang chicken? Someone write us the recipe for bang, bang chicken. Please don't. I don't want to make that it's sour, sour cream. <laughs> it's sour cream and dynamite. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Remind me never to eat at James' house.
2: I think that, uh, so in religion, a lot of churches and everything, and even like at youth camp, you could ask any one of those kids, like, basically, like, who was the only perfect person. Jesus was the only yeah. perfect person, okay? And and so none of us can be perfect. And I think a lot of people just kind of close the door on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Jesus was perfect. I can't be perfect. Slam the door. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to try to be perfect. But if Jesus was perfect, and then if you're a disciple of Jesus, you're striving for, yeah. There's a little verse that says, Be
0: perfect as I am perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. But people, you know. Yeah, no, yep. for sure. Right. So, I mean, like. And the reason they don't know the verse is because they're not a
2: learner.
1: Yes. Which right. is what a
2: disciple is. <laughs> Which is going back to, like, you were talking about, like, the modern day yeah. church and everything. You know, like, their message is not like. You know, like they're like, oh, this is what Jesus was like. This is what Jesus did. Yeah. But that doesn't apply to you. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it, yep. You know what I mean? Like, like there's there's a serious disconnect between. There's this
0: plague of Christianity. I don't read that that way. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a plague in Christianity today yeah. where we're all about protecting our lifestyle yeah. instead mm-hmm. of laying down our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was not the case in the Bible days. Mm-hmm. Like, do you imagine Jesus would have taken up James and John on their offer to come back? Like, if they were protecting the fisherman lifestyle, yeah. he's not going to come mm-hmm. back and teach them once a week. Like, that would have been so foreign of a concept. They decided to be a disciple. They decided to lay down their lifestyle for his lifestyle, just like a blacksmith disciple mm-hmm. would have. Mm-hmm. And so the same applies to us today. If we want to be a disciple, we have decided to lay down our life and our lifestyle for his. Yep. And that means we are... We'll begin the process of sanctification. That word simply means becoming like Him, purification, mm-hmm. becoming more holy like He's holy. It's literally just a process of becoming more of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And yet, these are totally missing from our day. So, lastly, but not leastly, if you want to be a disciple, it means you want to be a learner. It means you want to have His lifestyle. But to be a disciple is to be a lever, and I don't mean like pull the lever crunk. That's not oh, what I mean. Like, like a, be a be lever. lever. <laughs> I'm, I'm to be, be to, a lever. Leave yeah. it to lever.
1: Like be a lever. Believer. I'm thinking, a believer, yeah. I wouldn't...
0: No, not that one. Oh.
1: Kind I of thinking beaver, the, like the animal. I know, you're well, not. And that's like also,
0: you don't spell well. <laughs> uh, so a lever. So I would explain. So in ancient days, uh, the blacksmith recognized that he was discipling his student to become his protege and his apprentice, Right. And so the blacksmith knew that there would come a day in town when he, the blacksmith, would no longer be around. Mm-hmm. And so in order for the town to always have a blacksmith, and in order for the trade of a blacksmith to be championed and to be continued, mm-hmm. it was important for the blacksmith to train or to disciple someone to replace him as the blacksmith. Yep. Or in other words, the blacksmith would be a lever of blacksmiths. Mm. So you see, not a believer. Well, he did believe in it. Not a beaver. Not a beaver. That does not apply at all. The blacksmith was never a beaver. Mm, he may have been. No.
1: No? What if he had a pet? <laughs> He'd
0: just be gnawing on all the horseshoes he makes. and would just be break off his teeth. It just wouldn't work. Um, you just know how to rock okay. a trade, don't you? <laughs> so, likewise, the blacksmith student spent his entire life as a disciple becoming prepared to replace his blacksmith teacher. So, here's the teacher blacksmith, and he mm-hmm. recognizes, listen... This town's going to need a blacksmith in 100 years, but I'm not going to be here in 100 years. And so I have to teach someone the trade of a blacksmith so that that trade will continue on. So it doesn't disappear with history. Mm-hmm. The blacksmith student realized, my teacher's not always going to be here. Yeah. Someone needs to know how to blacksmith in this town. Yes, yeah. And so the one would learn from the other. The mm-hmm. one would pour into and teach the other. And so... One day, the very blacksmith student would become a blacksmith teacher himself. Mm -hmm. He would replicate what he had learned. He would go on to leave the legacy of a blacksmith for the next generation. He, the disciple, would begin to disciple others. Mm -hmm. So in the very same way, Jesus calls all of us to disciple, right? To be his protege, to be his apprentice. That's what it means to be a disciple. But Jesus recognized the importance of replication, right? Mm -hmm if he did not invest his life into someone this truth the bible the word of god that he championed the very ways of god they would vanish on this earth Mm -hmm. right and so we see jesus and and, and there's these multitudes these crowds following him and and peter's like come on there's a big crowd here talk to him And he's like no Mm -hmm. and he walks away and so we see at the end of Jesus' life he has 11 people Mm -hmm. out of the hundreds of thousands of people he ministered to he had 11. why because he saw the importance of discipleship. He saw the importance of replication, of being a lever and leaving behind the truth instilling it in someone else. And so Jesus poured out his life into the lives of these men in order to leave his legacy for generations to come. This is literally the definition of a Christian. So we think of Christian, we think it means Christ-like, and it does. But literally the the actual definition of a Christian is to be a little christ that's what the word means. And that might be offensive to some people. But as believers. Hold on, hold on.
2: Okay. I get that. Can you just dive in a little bit deeper? Yeah. The difference between
0: being a little Christ and being a Christ like. Christ like. Yeah. It's the same thing. I think we've kind of, I, w- I don't want to say watered it down. We've made it more palatable mm-hmm. by saying it means to be Christian means to be Christ like. Right. But like you said, we a lot of people take that and they twist it. Well,. Jesus did it, so I don't have to. Do so it. basically, or,
1: like it would be Christ like is I'm allowed to take on some attributes of him, be where, similar
0: to Christ, be, but not actually whereas take his place. Little
1: Christ means a, a replica, a yeah. smaller replica. Okay. Yeah, Th- right. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I, I understood.
2: Yeah. yeah, good question. I, I just felt yeah. like people watching would
0: have been like, Good answer.
2: Thank you. I, I, thought, he said, put it I thought he just said that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so, literally, if you are a Christian biblically, you are a little Christ. You are the little blacksmith that Jesus. Mm -hmm. left behind generation after generation. And so as believers, we are the trace of the teacher left on earth. We are the little Christ's. We are the remnants of the redeemer. And so to be a disciple means to live the very life of the one you are learning from. Mm -hmm. It's to learn all that he'll teach you and then to live as he lived and then to leave what he left to you, to Mm -hmm. someone else, to be a leaver. And so multiple times in the gospel, we find Jesus praying generationally. Like, I don't know if we realize that, but over and over you find him, especially towards the end as he's getting ready to go to the cross, Jesus begins praying for his disciples. He prays uh, that they would one day make disciples. He says, Lord, keep these that you've given me, his disciples, but then also bless and keep those who they will find. Disciples making disciples. Yeah, exactly. And so as Jesus is ready to ascend back to heaven, uh, we find Jesus giving us the great commission. Mm -hmm. And this is where Jesus instructs uh, the disciples to go and make disciples. Now, that word go there, literally, the word go means as you go. Mm-hmm. So it's not like go knock on doors or go in the highway and hedges. He does say that elsewhere. But here, when he says go, he's saying as you go. In other as words, you're yeah, as, as you're, you're living, living. in yes. lifestyle, yes. be a lever, leave behind little Jesus everywhere. And so he tells them, go and make disciples. How? Well, Jesus says, by teaching them what i have taught you. we
1: mm-hmm.
0: We've made discipleship so complex, so elaborate, so ununderstandable. Yeah. That's literally all it is. Go and teach them what i taught you. Mm-hmm. Go replicate little christs into more little christs. Go leave behind the legacy mm-hmm. of our leader of jesus. And so by teaching them what i've taught you, jesus says, make disciples. To be a disciple is to replicate, it's to reproduce, it's to learn, live, and leave disciples and we now have the privilege and we now have the great honor in our day of upholding the same kingdom that Christ founded. Mm-hmm. We talked about this a little bit at camp this year about of us now holding the keys to the kingdom. Okay. And I remember, so, it was one of my greatest highlights of the week that I remember so much when I said that in one of the devotions, like the faces on kids just kind of lighting up like realizing.
1: Like that's me. Because I think yeah.
0: we I think we have this misconception that there's like this room, this heavenly room somewhere with little old white haired men that just mm-hmm. control the kingdom of God right now. Yeah. yeah. When the fact yeah. is like Jesus gave Peter the keys, the fisherman. Mm-hmm. And then Peter's not here anymore and so he gave the keys to someone and they gave the keys to someone and they gave the keys so now it's our generation's turn to hold the keys of the Mm -hmm. kingdom of god that's such a privilege
1: well that's the thing is we actually almost weekly basis remind our kids of that like especially in the sunday schools and stuff like even just today we were actually just talking about the um it's not the fisherman of men but it's the one i'll make you you'll catch is it luke I can't remember where it's at, but it's like where it says you'll catch men. Like yeah. it, I can't remember the whole verse, but yeah. basically we were telling them like this is this is you guys. Yeah, this isn't just mommy daddy. This isn't, yeah. uh, Papal Gary. This yeah. isn't like any adults. This is you as well. And actually, um, one of the prayer requests was, um, can we pray for everyone at Cedar Point, all the lost people at Cedar Point? And he, um, Callum was like, or Callum said something, and then Mom's like, well, how are you supposed to do that, like. Well, we have to talk to them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's like, wow, it was like that was yeah. their thing. And yeah. so, like, they don't realize that. Yeah.
0: There's an ownership proponent here, a component yeah. here that we miss completely. Yeah. Uh, we Ironically, we're having the same conversation with Juliet this week. Uh, while we were in, reading her Bible, we were talking about how Jesus, it was actually the scene mm-hmm. we just happened upon in her uh, Bible we're going through, uh, where Jesus gives, he has a job to do for the disciples. Mm-hmm. And then one of the, her little circle questions says, what job does Jesus have for you? Yep. And it was the same answer. And again, kind of the same thing. Yeah. Like her mind was just like, whoa, like that's my I think, responsibility. I think
1: honestly from kids, you think that you're not that big of a deal. And so you like just, you're trying to instill in them that they are there. It's not the next generation. It's them. Right. right. Because even if, so we were actually talking about like life wise, like <laughs> life wise could bring in a bunch of kids. And right. we told the kids, a lot of those kids are either not going to be saved or they could have been taught wrong. right? And so You are the example. Even though you're eight years old, you are going to be an example. And so just trying to bring that to them. How sad
0: would it be to be the generation where that stops? And, like, we know God's kingdom is eternal. Like, technically, it's never going to stop. But, like, there are, like, the dark ages. It was a real time in history where the light was – yeah. snuffed out. Yeah, it, the remnants were still there, but they were very slim margins. And so, th- how sad would that be for our generation to be the ones who lose the keys? Yeah, or where did it? they put? And yeah. so, what is that? What are we saying? It's because you're not leaving behind. You're not yeah. being a lever. You're yeah. not multiplying that into other people. Do
1: you think that's because we don't see the urgency in it? Like we mm-hmm. think that like oh, well, like, Josh will probably do it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And, someone and then problem. Josh is like, well, my dad will probably do yep. it. And then that's how it just slowly slips absolutely, away. Absolutely, absolutely. That sounds like not my problem. Yeah. That's exactly the thought process.
0: I think I've heard that before. <laughs>
1: I say that a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes,
2: you do. <laughs> I think that, um. so, in the Tuesday night Bible study that we do with Miguel, the mm-hmm. Disciples Making Disciples, like, we literally talk about this same thing, yep. like, every week. And it, it's just basically... Like planting the seeds, and in, in your you know surrounding group of people yep. that you yep. know, okay, and you know, like for example, if if I told the three of you about Christ, if you didn't know, right, yep. but then each of you have your own circle, mm-hmm. right, and then by you telling your, you know what I mean, yep. so so that's the way it really multiplies, and like you said, like it's an ownership to it. Yeah. You, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like that is, I mean, to me, like, that's like the primary, you know, that's like the prime directive right. of being a Christian yeah. is to make disciples yeah. to yep. make disciples. Yeah. Because whether you're, you know, preaching or, or, or doing whatever other ministry
0: you're doing, if you're not doing that, yep. you know, like, what are you really doing? It's so yeah. funny. Like, so I'm slightly bashing here, but I don't mean to be bashing. Uh we hear a lot of times in Christian circles, we hear a lot of times in church, people saying things like, well, if they would just put God back in the school, if they just put 10 commandments back in the courts, if we would just mm. see right. the president yeah. serve God, yeah. then all would be well. And like, that's great. And that's big picture Christians stuff. didn't and like, have that ever. Well, that's true. <laughs> Jesus didn't even have that yeah. luxury. And that's all true. Like that, you know, that would we we pray for our leaders. Like we, we desire yeah. that mm. together. Yeah. But do we realize how complex that is when all Jesus says is, hey, you... You live for Christ and you tell someone else how to live for Christ. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And like, like Kevin just said, the implications of that is a lot more powerful than who sits in the white house. Exactly. In fact, that's the wildfire of the book of acts. That's why mm-hmm. the church spreads so rapidly is because you knew about Christ and you left, well, you were a lever. Yeah. You left behind little Christ everywhere you went. Yeah. That's, that's how the church was birthed.
1: And it's really funny how, and it, it is the whole thing of like, we make up our own obstacles. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, and not that the president is, like, it's a president, but like, it's one person. Yeah. How many other people are there in right. the whole entire of America? Right. You know what I mean? Well, like, and even,
0: even he doesn't have the power to force belief. No. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. that's never worked historically. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no it and so, I don't know. To be a disciple, you must make disciples. Right. Like, yes. That's your... Period. That's yep. your goal. I've even heard people say the proof of being a disciple is not recognized until you have made a disciple. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, until you've been replicated, mm-hmm. you've not proven you're a disciple yep. and so this is the question that has to be asked then as we conclude who are you pouring into who are you investing in who are you discipling if you were the very last disciple in the kingdom of god would there be a next generation to hand the keys off to it's time that we redefine discipleship i'm really excited for this series this has been something that's really just pricked my heart i'm excited for what's to come right later this month but listen, disi- being a disciple of Jesus, it's not about what you wear. It's not about mm-hmm. what you say. It's not about where you go. It's not about the checklists of do's and don'ts. Mm-hmm. It's not even about saying a prayer or bowing your head. Jesus alone, as the teacher, as the head Christ of Christianity, mm-hmm. right, he alone reserves the right to define discipleship. Yep. And in his word, he has clarified that to be a disciple is to be a learner, It's to live a lifestyle of Christ and it's to leave behind the legacy of truth. Mm -hmm. And so if you call yourself a disciple of Jesus, are you doing those three things? Last
2: thoughts. I think it, uh, something that was said in, in church recently. And like when I first heard it, I was like, wow, I need to research that because what he just said just didn't sound right to me. And that was when Jesus says something to the effect of like, "You will do greater things yeah. than I," mm-hmm. okay, and like, my first thought was like,
0: "Incorrect, yeah. incorrect. I, <laughs> yeah. I can't be greater than you. Like, yeah. what are you?
2: Yeah, what are you talking about? Okay." But then after like you know looking into it and researching it and everything, I'm like, "Oh, so you only reached like." 5,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just, you know, not telling anyone how to be a disciple because each one will do it differently. But like if you post on social media something, you're going to reach more than 5,000 people with that single post. And then let alone how many people are like share fanatics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, that's my friend. I'm going to share that even if I agree with it or not. You you know what I mean? So that's really what he meant is, is that you will reach more people. Than I did, or yep. you had the capacity, yes. yeah, yep. to
0: reach more people than yep. I did, and I think there's a depth. No depth. be mm. <laughs> <Let me laughs> I think there? there's depth. Uh, I <laughs> there think <is>. there's <laughs> there is. I think there's a depth component to discipleship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I think that's one of the things we miss. We like to play the numbers games, and churches today like to base everything on the numbers games, mm-hmm. and like. I'm not at all refuting numbers. Like obviously we want to reach as many people as we can and make yeah. as many little Jesuses as mm-hmm. we can. Mm-hmm. However, they're only truly a disciple. They're only truly a Christian if they have the lifestyle, the depth mm-hmm. of Christ. And so how many people, you know, we have the churches filled. That's great. But if none of them are living like Jesus, none of them are actually disciples. They're just playing yep. church. Yep. And so I don't know. We'll talk about it this this month. Hopefully. And so uh, Mm -hmm. we'll be back with more episodes. So quickly, before we wrap up, today's considerable quote comes from Major Ian Thomas. It's been so long and I was looking, didn't like Spurgey's quotes, didn't Mm -hmm. like Andrew Murray. And so I'm like, you know what? I know the major has something to say. (laughs) This is actually one of my all-time favorite quotes of all time, of all time. Uh, So I was so happy to get to use it. Uh, So this is what the major says. The Christian life is the life of the Lord Jesus Christ lived 2,000 years ago, lived now by him in Mm -hmm. you. He just has such a way of saying things. I just miss that. Dead old man. Uh today's <laughs> Never I One day. Uh, today's feature content is The Commission by Cain. I think we've featured that before. I'm pretty sure. Know. pretty sure I have. Mm. Uh, but it fits. And it's so been a while. It ships. Uh, mm. And so today's trivia question, who was the first disciple called by Jesus? Was it A, Peter, B, Bartholomew, C, John, or D, Andrew? Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Uh, so uh,
2: last week's yes trivia the answer, oh, about yeah, the word. sloth. Yes, mm. it was
0: C. C. What was the number? Seventeen hours. Seventeen hours. and you missed your calling as a sloth. Man,
1: that's what I should have been. Like I, when I was working. We don't nights, believe in
0: reincarnation, but if, <laughs> <we> did, <laughs> but if we did,
1: when I was working nights, man, I could have beat a sloth.
0: <laughs> now we're gonna get Pete. We're gonna get Peta complaints from. <laughs> <laughs> she's ever <a> beating sloth. <laughs> CJ Smirk I just with the record to reflect. Peep complaints. Peep complaints. PETA. <laughs> not the bread. Not the Hunger Games People character.
1: eating tasty animals. I don't even animals. know what PETA stands
0: for. Protective. Well, what? It's
1: not people eating tasty animals. <laughs> <laughs> it's not.
0: We're going to get more letters now. Thank you very but, much. But chicken.
1: But chicken?
2: It's a tasty animal. Yeah, yes. People, PETA, PETA people is an animal eat. activist right. Yes, yeah. yeah, I know. So, but, I mean, people
1: eating tasty animals. Yeah.
0: Okay. Three times. So,
1: (laughs) does that mean like, one's gonna (laughs) be? All right.
0: uh, So last month we were super excited to feature rest uh, on Mm. the podcast for the whole month. Uh, I don't. I feel like that series maybe got more response than any series we've ever done before. It seemed like Mm -hmm. to me, really resonated with a lot of folks. Uh, But we were excited to give away the book Rest by Marion Howard. Uh, And so we did pick a name, and the winner of our very first book giveaway is. Ashley Steinmetz and so Ashley we will mail that to you hopefully your mailing address was right on your registration form Uh, and so we will mail that to you thanks so much to everyone who uh shared and commented uh please don't stop just because uh the contest is over maybe we'll do another book giveaway Uh, but keep commenting keep sharing keep liking we really appreciate that all right today's birthday roundup uh, today we have Christian Spencer, August 7th, Emmett Bates, August 7th, Riley Kraminski, August 8th, Scarlett Slayton Tucker, August 9th, and Asher Lanning, August 11th. And So happy birthday, happy guys. Birthday, Hope guys. it's a great day. And uh, we have nothing from the mailroom roundup. Uh, and so please write us. We're lonely.
2: <laughs> Sad.
0: <laughs> so we'll be back next week with more on discipleship. And so uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Until then. Bye. Bye, guys.
1: We stayed up past 12 the last two nights. Oh
0: no! Legendary. Listen,
1: you don't understand. I go to
0: bed at like (laughs) 8.39. I stayed up till 10.30 last night, and I was very (laughs) proud of myself.
1: I tell myself I'm going to bed at 10.30 every day, and it ends up 12 o'clock. Usually I tell
0: myself I'm going to bed at 10 every night, and I'm in bed by 9. Yeah.